You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 247. And I am extremely excited, like over-the-top excited, because our guest today is none other than Angela Ponsford for What's Working Now Inside Tier 11, known as the Slingshot Polka Dot, the Polka Dot Puncher, and the Maven and Minister of Media at Tier 11. Angela, welcome to the show. Thanks. That's quite the introduction today. Love it. <laughs> well, you just told me about the slingshot polka dot like two <laughs> minutes ago, and I busted out laughing. Why are you called the slingshot polka dot? Well, I love polka dots, and I played roller derby for six years, and my uh, derby name is Slingshot Polka Dot. But, you know, you can call me Slingers, affectionately to my derby friends, Slingers. Slingers. Yeah, she just sort yeah. of slipped that one in there. Uh, roller derby. Like, people in the U.S. probably don't know exactly know what that is, but this is something that you actually do, still do. Obviously, Haven't, the reputation no. is still there. Yes, yes. Haven't done it for a couple of years now, but uh, yeah, did do it for six years and was captain of the team for a couple of years, I think. So, yeah, I was, you know, wasn't too shabby at it. I've destroyed some souls on the derby track. <laughs> Nobody messes with Ange inside Tier 11. But for those who don't know, what exactly is roller derby? It's women on roller skates on a track trying to score points off each other. And it's a full contact sport and there's a jammer. They score the points and the blockers try and stop the jammer. Got it. And you were a witch? I was mainly a blocker. I have jammed in my time. Wasn't uh-huh. my favorite, but, you know, I got a mean uh, butt that I can get in front of people <laughs> and knock them out of the way. <laughs> That's good. So it's girls on track with uh, roller skates, not roller skates. blades. No, Like no. basically beating the crap out of each other, really. Essentially, yes. Essentially, yes. So Yes. All, all in good fun. All in good fun, yeah. <laughs> but you do wear helmets and probably face masks as well. I would Some imagine. do wear face masks now, yes, and yeah. uh, full protective gear. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, you probably expect us to start off today's show talking about something other than this, maybe Facebook ads or maybe even what's going on in the world right now. But we decided today's show is going to be all about you, the listener. And obviously, we're going to be talking about what's going on in the world here today. Uh, a lot of stuff happening. When you actually listen to this, we've actually just recorded it just a few days prior to the go live day. So probably by then in the next three or four days, all this information is going to be out of date because the news cycle is like light years. Mm-hmm. But you know, we were just talking about some things that were came out from Facebook on March 16th. And we thought to ourselves, oh my God, that was so 10 days ago because it mm-hmm. was. Yep. So today's show is all about you know, the environment that we're currently in, uh, what you should do as a Facebook and Instagram advertiser, what Facebook is doing and how that's changing, as well as observations about what brands should do from our perspective, as well as what we're doing with some specific examples inside Tier 11 to adapt to this moving, growing, fast moving market, like ever changing. And, you know, hopefully you as an advertiser and a business or as an agency owner, we know there's a lot of folks that listen to this show that run agencies or consultancies. And uh, what should you do in times like this? It's a scary time for sure. It's a time where there is not a lot of, you know, actual concrete knowledge of how this disease, how this virus actually behaves. 
seems like there's something new that comes out every single day about what we should be doing. But we are all doing one thing that we do all the time here at Tier 11 is we're social distancing anyway. This is how we actually run our business. We run a virtual business, 100% virtual. So we'll even talk about that here today and how uh, we've been able to sort of do that over the course of the last seven years. But before we get into all that good stuff and talk more about roller derby, which we have to get back to that in future episodes, if not today, today's show is actually sponsored by our good friends, our buddies, who we love over at Libsyn. Now, if you don't know what Libsyn is, Libsyn is a podcast hosting distribution and monetization platform. They've been doing it since 2004, and we've been doing it with them for over four years. And uh, they are our go-to platform. These guys are great. We have never had an outage. The service is tremendous, and it's cheap. If you're starting a podcast, and a lot of people are inside now, and you're maybe thinking, hmm, maybe I should start a podcast. Well, my first answer is, yes, you should. And where should you host it? You should host it on Libsyn, because it does start for just five bucks a month. We go in there and look at our stats every single week. We're upwards of about 6 million downloads right now. This little show here we call Perpetual Traffic, and we thank Libsyn so much for uh, hosting it and ensuring reliable delivery to our listeners out there. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, definitely check out Libsyn at Libsyn.com and start your account today. So back to what we're going to be talking about here today, Ange, let's get into this topical issue, which we haven't really addressed here on the show up to this point, but obviously it's something that's a growing concern in all businesses, not only just from a business and a monetary perspective, but also from a personal and a health perspective. And that's the first and foremost thing. Like business doesn't really matter right now unless we actually make sure we don't continue to spread this thing and more people get sick. Like that's the basis for it. That's why we're social distancing. That's why we're in the situation that we're in right now with you know the economy and the jobs reports coming out this week of over you know 3.8 million people unemployed. It's really unfortunate. But businesses are taking strong, swift action to at least cut down on the spread of this virus as much as we possibly can. Might be state mandated in some states here in the U.S. It might be country mandated where you are. But the point is, is if we don't all stay safe, we won't really have businesses to go back to. And this this epidemic or this pandemic is what they're calling it right now. You know, we will get through it at some point. But I think what we're doing right now is the smart thing. We're obviously set up for that inside Tier 11, so we're very fortunate there. But what have you seen as far as just changes in general on the platform that we talk about the most here on Perpetual Traffic, which is Facebook and Instagram? What are you seeing like from a Facebook perspective? What are they telling us? What are you seeing inside Ads Manager? Maybe we can just start from there. Mm. There's definitely a lot of volatility and things are changing every day depending on what's happening in different countries around the world. Generalisation, if people that are kind of in the health space seem to be doing okay, if not better than what they were prior. Other industries, not so much. If you don't have a big online presence, if you don't sell online, you know, things like that, they're obviously struggling. So yeah, it's really up and down. Also, Facebook are kind of cracking down a lot on what you can and can't 
advertise. So, you know, specific things that are related, like I think face masks was the very first one that they mm-hmm. said, you know, they're not going to allow ads for that. So, you know, things like that. And we'll talk about a little bit more about that if you're an agency and what you should and shouldn't be accepting as new customers right now. I think in terms of practically in terms of ads you know they're saying that it's going to take longer for appeals to go through potentially you're going to get more ads that are disapproved and that's purely because of Facebook reacting to what's going on as well and them having to send teams home, them having to rely more on remote work teams and not having as many actual people in offices or even as as many actual people doing these reviews. So there's huge changes in Facebook ad land right now and it's just really being mindful that things are changing on a daily basis and what maybe worked last week possibly isn't going to work this week and things you know just being able to be fluid and recognize that there are lots of massive changes going on yeah behind the scenes for sure on facebook i mean we have seen fluctuations in ad prices cpms Mm -hmm. those are sort of all over the board right now initially they were lower now they're back up and we're not exactly sure i mean we run across dozens of different industries as you're probably well aware of, if you've been a listener of this show and, and we ran upwards of $100 million per year in Facebook and Instagram ad spend. So we see like we're a pretty good canary in the coal mine, so to speak, like what's mm-hmm. going on and what we're seeing maybe a few weeks ahead just because of the volume of spend that we have. But we've definitely seen fluctuations there. The reduction in CPMs, the reduction in ad costs may actually be a reaction from Facebook. Because there's less advertisers now on the platform. There's less people advertising, which for some of our advertisers and some of our customers, I would say maybe a third of the customers inside Tier 11, this is a real time for opportunity. But there's a difference between opportunity and being opportunistic. Mm -hmm, And how would you sort of describe that and sort of what are you seeing from a Facebook perspective as well as, you know, just in general for businesses? Yeah, in terms of the like not being opportunistic, it's, you know, not not using the kind of fear tactics or, you know, not just trying to make a quick buck or get a quick win out of, you know, what's going on. But it's using that opportunity. If you do have, you know, everybody's got that platform if you're advertising on Facebook, if there is that opportunity there for you to give comfort to people, to do acts of kindness, you know, however that might look for you. I know some people have chosen to give, you know, like if they have a monthly subscription, they've maybe given a month away for free. Other people, it's more just giving advice on what they can do from home. You know, there's no right or wrong answer here as to what you should be doing as a business, but just getting in the headspace of the people that are seeing the ads. You talked about the CPMs. What we are also kind of seeing is that people are are still clicking on ads, maybe even clicking on them a little bit more, but then they seem to not be converting as much or as well as they were prior. And that kind of makes sense because there's more people at home now, more people spending more time on social media. For a lot of people, that's where they get their updates on, you know, world updates. And they are clicking through, but they're they're just not ready to purchase. And I think with the uncertainty with people losing their jobs, you know, all over the world, potentially, you know, people are, are they're hunkering down maybe a little bit more as well. But again, you know, there there are some industries that are, are thriving. And it's just, you know, being able to see the opportunity, always the opportunity to help, not to be opportunistic, and then, you know, be able to make decisions quickly and pivot. I think that's going to be a, a key learning. And that we've seen it already with, with a few of our customers. The ones that have been able to pivot quickly and make changes are the ones that are still continuing to see success. 
Yeah. Pivot quickly. And we're going to talk about some examples of that for some of our specific customers of how we've been able to not be tone deaf in their ads. And the opposite of tone deaf is, I don't know what it is, but it Mm. basically means you're acknowledging that there is something going on there. And you can even integrate that into your copy, into your creatives. And we'll talk about how to actually do that. And Facebook actually has instructed us and we actually have a guide that we're sort of using now based upon how they would recommend we as an agency, as a high volume agency, sort of speak to customers in a different way on Facebook and Instagram worldwide. So definitely there's an opportunity for people to do the right thing here. You brought up a really important point though that we're getting a fair amount of questions about before we go into like what our recommendations for brands are just in a general sense is sort of the backlog of, in our case, delayed appeals, potential delays in approvals because Facebook is transitioning from an office-based environment to a virtual-based environment. And obviously they're prioritizing the social distancing as well. So if you are getting disapprovals or more automated disapprovals, we are seeing that as well because that is a reflection of less manual reviews. They're ramping up that side of the engine. So you might see more disapprovals for no apparent reason or sort of mistaken disapprovals, which hopefully they'll rectify that once they sort of have this work at home system worked out. And, you know, by the time this airs, Facebook might have already figured it out and this might no longer be an issue, but it's certainly something that we're seeing right now because we work closely with our partner manager to get stuff pre-approved and help with ad account stuff. And he's still been really, really helpful for us. But on the other side, policy and how the the engine of Facebook advertising really runs is in transition. So expect some delays and, and uh, you know, maybe not the quick customer service that you're used to in the past, which in the past was just two weeks ago. Mm, Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think part of this increase in the the appeals as well, and with ads getting disapproved, I've seen a few people mention this, that things were getting through that were blatantly against policy. So Mm. I think they kind of like in that transition, there were some issues where they weren't picking up on things and lots of things that like, I mean, grossly out, out of policy we're getting through and people have started seeing these things in their news feeds. So then I think they've swung back the other way to be like, okay, no, we have to be over cautious to stop things getting put out. So, you know, if you are running ads for other people, you have your own customers, just making sure you let them know, keep them up to date. That's the best thing you can do right now. I know Ralph, you've spoken personally to a lot of our customers, you know, they've, they've been in touch and just keeping them informed of what's going on and things like that. You know, we might be launching this new campaign, but understand that it might take an extra day or something to get approved. Things like that, real practical things that you can do. So from a brand perspective, like what would, if if you were talking to a, a brand that was advertising right now, what would be your recommendations for them? You, you referenced it before about obviously not being opportunistic, but looking Mm -hmm. at this as a potential opportunity to be seen in a different way. But what specifics would you recommend to brands right now? Yeah. So I think one thing is your organic content as well. Don't forget the ability to very easily and quickly connect with your customers and your audience, maybe with a Facebook live or an IG live. I mean, I went onto Instagram this morning and normally I maybe have like one live pop up right at the beginning up the top, you know, where you you see all the IG stories. This morning there was five people live 
at the same time. Mm. Like, I don't think I've ever seen that. And I think it's people are just, they're using this opportunity to get on and have a conversation. So that's one thing you consider if you're not already doing that, or if you've never done a live before, now is absolutely a really great opportunity for you to show the face behind your brand or your business. And it's pretty darn easy to do. So easy. (laughs) It's like, uh, open up your phone, click a button kind of thing. Yep. Pretty much. Totally. Yeah. Also, you know, review all your ads. Look at the ads you've already got running and see if there's anything inappropriate. You know, what was appropriate two weeks ago might be absolutely inappropriate right now. And we're certainly doing that across all of our customers. We're going through every ad that's live just looking at the image and we, we have some, you know, a specific example we can talk about like with an agency customer, you know, just look at what you've got running images and videos. Are they appropriate? Do you want to change them out? Now, obviously always tempering that with if you're getting good performance with something, don't just go and change everything. Don't go and just reset the learning on absolutely everything that you've got running. Look at what the performance is. Look at trends. Start looking at trends more. Ads reporting is an amazing tool. I know we've talked about ads reporting on, on previous episodes get your template set up to make it super easy to look at daily and weekly trends with conversion rates and things like that so that you really have that in the post moment because everything is changing. You know, your seven day look back might be totally skewed based on the past three days results. So you, or you might be missing something. I actually looked in a customer uh, report this morning and the past three days have been pretty terrible. But if you look at a seven day, it looks pretty good. So, you know, just looking a bit more at those trends, looking at your ad copy, you know, how can you change your ad copy up? Like, and giving comfort to people. I think just every single person in the world right now, I think, is feeling this. Unless they're not online or in the jungle somewhere and haven't heard about this. Anybody that's got access to the internet is feeling it right now. And, you know, I certainly, you know, on Monday here in Australia, I think they said up to a million people lost their jobs on Monday in Australia. Uh, That's massive for a country of about 25 million. So, you know, people are feeling that collective unease and discomfort. So give people comfort with what you're doing. Yeah, as much as you possibly can. I mean, I think it's, this is a hard time because like, for example, you know, our customers in this agency are all performance-based. It's you put a dollar in and you get that multiple of that dollar back based on a return on ad spend goal. So I think, you know, all the things that we're talking about here build brand equity, which is you're investing now for a payment later. Mm -hmm. So I think expectations of the platform have changed a lot. And doing all these things is the right thing to do now. You know, there's pros and cons to giving away your product, you know, for Mm -hmm. reduced price and so forth and so on. You know, that's a business decision. We're not going to make those recommendations here. There's certainly resources that you can look up to, to make a good decision based upon that. But the point is, is that the expectation of your customer has changed. So you have to adapt that communication, that messaging to those changes. And, and it might be you're a physical products business, and we'll, we'll get into maybe some specific examples, is that you know delivery times might actually be longer now. Or maybe you have to switch from virtual to delivery. Or there's a lot of different things that you might need to reconsider. Maybe you stop or cut back on your purchases conversion campaigns and gear more towards brand awareness or lead generation in a time like this. So There's things that you can do. And I think one of the big things that I'm asked a lot and by other business owners and businesses that are here in the agency is what should I do from an advertising perspective? I said, you know, the answer to that is 
in an ideal world, unless you know your financial health and well-being of the business is at stake, continue to advertise. Mm-hmm. So I throw that caveat in there. I'm an agency owner. We run ads. Like we've got the minister of media on this call here. I mean, like we want you to run ads, but we also want businesses to continue to grow and sustain and be around in the long term. And that's the big thing is you have to make that business decision. But default back to this is a time where you can continue to be in front of your potential customer. You might have to shift your focus as far as what your expectation is, but if at all possible, this is now the time to continue to invest in advertising because if you don't, uh, it's going to be hard for you to come out the other side. But the big caveat mm. is, you know, uh, in cases like this, this is where you want companies to have a war chest of cash to be able to sort of fall back on. But if you're sort of more hand to mouth or, you know, you're just barely getting by every single month, it's a tough decision to make for sure. Mm. And these are questions that are out there right now. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the thing. We will get through this. We will all there will be, you know, a coming out the other end. And absolutely, if you can, you know, maintain, you know, you want to be able to maintain your business. If you have a business now that is able to function online in some shape or form, or, you know, even if that is just brand awareness ads, then, and you can afford to do it, you know, absolutely. The advice is to continue to show your face online, continue to be there. Because when we come out the other side, people are going to remember who they're seeing on their social media because they're on there all the time right now. Absolutely. So for specific types of businesses, specific types of verticals, for example, Mm. what would be a good recommendations for like consumer product goods, vertical companies such as that? What would be your recommendation to them at, at this point in time? So, you know, if obviously if you're not online already, if you don't offer online services, absolutely see how you can do that you know I've seen really great examples of of that in my local community one example is a woman has an event catering business you know it's kind of boutique events that she catered for that's just disappeared because there's no events going on and now she's doing individual delivery of fruit and veg boxes so she was already in that space but not doing it on an individual basis and has pivoted literally pivoted within a week and she came and delivered me a, a fruit and veg box during the week so things like that like and, you know, that was super simple. It was a post on Facebook, DM me and we'll sort it out. So you don't have to build a new website. You don't have to put an e-commerce store on there. Think about the MVP, a minimal viable product for you to get yourself in a situation where you can have sell something online in some mm-hmm. shape or form. So that's one thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's an example of, of two other companies in our local area that the same sort of thing is that they... Uh, I was really pushing one of them to continue to post on Facebook and just boost a post saying exactly this. Like, we're still in business. We're still around. If you want us to come to you, we can. Or you can pick up and we'll put it in a box mm-hmm. outside, you know, at a set time and we'll wipe everything off with disinfectant and all these other sorts of things. Like, there's a way for this to happen. Now, in this particular case, they were doing that for the first couple of weeks. And then you know, they're a little bit more of a luxury goods kind of company. So it was really hard for them to sustain that. In another case, you know, another business where I think my wife is there actually right now, they do that sort of as part of their business model, but they're sort of upping it. And, you know, it's a local, you know, farmer's market. They're leaving the stuff out. They're washing everything, disinfecting everything. And they're sending all that out through their email list to up, you know, the ability for people to be able to get their goods quicker typically it's like once every three weeks now it's every single week 
So things like that for even offline businesses, both of these businesses are physical locations. Mm. And obviously we've got a lot of folks that listen to this show that are physical locations that are using Facebook and Instagram and other media that we talk about here on the platform to grow the business. Think differently about it as much as mm. you possibly can. How can you provide that service? I mean, obviously you have a financial part to this, you know, you might have to lay people off because nobody's in the store. Maybe it's just you and, you know, your business partner. So, I mean, there's realities of this whole thing, which are just like heart-wrenching. But really do think about these sorts of things. And these are the kinds of conversations that we've had with a lot of our customers, most of which are online, but a lot of whom have physical location stores or they have a physical tie-in to stores. So think about your business differently as much as you possibly can. Hmm. And you just mentioned there about the email, you know, they were like keeping in touch with people with email. Absolutely. If you don't have a way of communicating with customers and potential customers, now is the time to put that in. Now is the time to put in a system where you have a system that you rely on that you can communicate. And email, obviously people still read emails, but Messenger, you know, Facebook Messenger is, is another way that you can communicate with people. Hey, you know, Bill here from... The brown jug, just want to make sure you guys get your whatever, you know, like that's what you can do. So think about that kind of stuff. Like you can do that all through Facebook, obviously email, plain old text messaging. If you're that close to some of your customers, I know a lot of the folks that we, you know, use locally here have my wife's phone number and they text her when, you know, the thing is ready. Like it's great. Mm. So they're sustaining, we're sustaining. So Think about ways in which you can do this. Obviously, if you've been a longtime listener of Perpetual Traffic, chances are you're probably on Facebook. So that's the easiest one for us to talk about here. But don't mm. just think about that. There is other ways. And email is obviously is a great way to do it. Yep. Getting a little bit more online. So for the e-commerce vertical, what would you recommend there, Ange? Like, what are some ideas? Yep. So I think... Big one is delivery time that a lot of people are concerned about right now for e-commerce stores. So there's the logistical concerns that a lot of people that are listening to this probably have if their product has been made in China. They've already been seeing the impact of that, you know, probably for a couple of months now with production shutting down. But the opportunity there for you is to make sure you're keeping uh, your customers updated on delivery dates, because from an absolute Facebook ad perspective, you do not want to annoy people with something as simple as a communication about a delivery date because that can end up in you not being able to run any ads. There's the customer feedback score that Facebook has and we can put a link with more information about that. Yes, Facebook understands that there are delivery issues around the world right now. They're being more lenient with this, but they're still going to take it into account. And the best way for you to not get dinged with that is communication around delivery dates. Put a notice on the on your website. We're experiencing high volumes or we're having issues getting stock or whatever it is that you want to communicate. But be upfront about that as much as you can. Yeah. And for e-commerce companies, and this is something, a piece of data that just came out, I believe it was yesterday in the New England Journal of Medicine. And this is actually a big issue right now. When I get my mail, when I get a delivery from Amazon, when I get a delivery that I know probably was manufactured and shipped in China, should I be disinfecting the boxes and the plastic and all that? Well, we are doing that here in my house just to be safe. But the fact is, is this has actually been studied and on cardboard researchers could no longer detect traces of the virus after 48 hours. So on cardboard, let me just say that again, they could no longer detect traces of the virus after 48 hours. So really important. Also, 
detecting virus doesn't mean necessarily it can be transmitted and you can get sick from it. What level of virus needs to be on you know, a surface, nobody really knows. Mm. But the less, probably the better. So the point is, is that that's an important one. Obviously, we're getting shipments from Amazon every single day. Mm. The other one is that on plastic surfaces, it took 72 hours to become completely undetectable, though it only took eight hours for about 90% of the sample researches deposited to die off. <laughs> so yes, clean your surfaces, do all those sorts of things, obviously. And last but not least, on stainless steel, the virus was undetectable after 48 hours, with numbers falling significantly after about four hours. So that is has been a concern for a lot of e-commerce companies. Are people going to freak out because I'm sending stuff through the mail? And even if it came from China, am I spreading the disease? These are the facts. So we're going to leave that link in the show notes here today so you can reference it in New England Journal of Medicine. It's, it's a pretty heady article, but the bottom line is like, yeah, it rapidly dissipates after just a short period of time, or so it would appear at this point. Yeah, and I think there's the opportunity there if you are sending stuff out, if you're an e-commerce business, do a Facebook Live or record a video just showing what precautions you're taking on your end and giving them advice. Okay, so once you get this, I know I'm doing the same thing. I've got a table now outside my front door. Everything gets put on there. I don't bring the packaging in the house. I open it up out there straight in the bin, wash my hands, and then I bring the stuff from inside the packaging. So there's some real simple, practical things that you can record as the business owner, and you're providing massive value, and you're getting that confidence in someone to actually continue to purchase from you. Yeah, and that's a great thing to do as an e-commerce vertical here. So mm. some recommendations there for sure. So lastly, in the retail vertical, like what would you recommend to people? Obviously, we've got a lot of listeners who are on retail, like I said before, that do use a lot of these online platforms. What would be your recommendations there? Yeah, if you're already selling online, you know, obviously anything to do with the e-com is relevant. I think with retail as well, like I know there's been a few mentioned, then these are recommendations straight from Facebook about using poll ads to understand where customers are at. You know, mm. what, what are they actually thinking? That's a really good way to get a good pulse on things. We talked about delivery before. Also, one thing was pre-orders. If you are taking pre-orders, that's another way that you can continue to keep revenue coming in. People want to support businesses that are, are still going. They want to, if they certainly people that have bought from you before, what we call our level five traffic, so previous purchasers, reaching out to them. People want to buy things from people right now if they can afford it. I've actually been buying more stuff from people that I know because I want to support them to continue. So, you know, really thinking about that, pre-orders, reaching out to previous customers, reaching out to your warm traffic, what we call our level two, level three, level four from the e-commerce amplifier, things like that. Just, yeah, retargeting. Retargeting is, is probably a big portion right now. Yeah. And it's a, it's an inexpensive way to sort of focus your efforts, but still stay in front of your current customers. And mm. oh, by the way, those ads are going to be shared, which is going to be sort of organic reach for your ads to those maybe smaller lists of previous buyers, leads, people who have hit your website the last 180 days. I mean, these are all warm level traffic, but those are the ones that are the cheapest by and large when we're mm -hmm. going after and scaling. It's the level one stuff, which is the cold traffic, but people don't know who you are, which is a lot more expensive in most cases. But this is a sort of an easy way you can do this at you know very low levels of spend. Mm -hmm. And you know, to give you an idea, like level five traffic, which is previous purchasers, 
you know, the analysis that I did a retro analysis the last six months of scale for our customers and over 60% of our spend is on level one traffic, but less than 1% is on level five traffic. 1% of that ad spend because those are buyers. Those are previous buyers. So it's a small spend, but you can get a lot of reach and you can build a lot of brand equity. And you can also help sustain your business at the same time with those customers that have already bought from you. So mm -hmm. think about ways in which you can reach them. Facebook is a great way to do that through custom audiences for sure. Yep. Totally. And I think just one other thing, same for e-commerce, make sure your stock levels are as up to date as they can be, because that's another way that people are going to get annoyed if they buy something and then they get an email saying, oh, actually, we were out of stock. So if you are using, you know, something like Shopify or just make sure your stocks are up to date, as up to date as you can keep them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's really setting expectations for customers and customers are going to understand that now. Mm. I mean, we were, we were trying, we were trying to buy some stuff for what we're referring to jokingly as the Corona gym. Probably not a great name here for the podcast, but anyway, it's our home gym inside the garage that we never used. That was just filled with all kinds of junk. And most of the retailers, when we were trying to buy stuff to stock it up, were, mm -hmm. you know, they were very upfront, like, hey, we're stopping orders for 24 hours while we restock, mm -hmm. you know, on the Rogue Barbell site. And I was like, man, that's so good. Yeah. It's great. And I was like, all right, we'll come back tomorrow. I was like, there's no way I'm going to go anywhere else because they just told me that. They didn't set a false expectation. And then yeah. we went on there the next day and probably bought $1,000 worth of weights. <laughs> but the point is, is that nice. like that was a very good move by them. And like I suggest that, you know, no matter who you are, no matter what vertical, you set that expectation now and just be upfront with people and, and honest and cool and and they'll mm -hmm. get it and they'll understand. Yeah, totally. So last but not least, here we are talking about sort of general recommendations. Let's talk about some of the things that we're doing inside tier eleven and specific customer examples of how we've sort of changed and pivoted in this time so that we aren't tone deaf in our ads. But that's sort of just one point, but there's strategies that go along with that that we've started to implement within the last few weeks and we're starting to see some really good results. So maybe you can talk about some of those examples here, Ange. Yeah, so we have a couple of customers in like the mindfulness and meditation space where they offer online courses. You do obviously do at home. And certainly for them, we've gone through all of the ad copy that they had running. We've updated quite a bit of it just to make mention of the, you know, spending more time at home or, you know, you've got the kids at home now might be struggling to, you know, just keep on top of things. Obviously still staying compliant with Facebook policy and any language that we're allowed to use. But yeah, just seeing really, really good results now from that just like you know we're calling out more people are spending more time at home and we're calling out that there's they've got other things going on at home that you know are maybe are adding to you know their daily life that they're maybe not struggling as much as well as they were before and yeah getting some really good results from from those types of changes we also have another customer who is in the hearing space. So their product helps with people who have hearing loss or who struggle to hear things in crowded spaces. And then we had some ads that were running where we were actually saying in the ad copy, you know, do you struggle to hear when you're out at a restaurant or something like that? And, you know, it was a, an image of, of a group of people standing at a bar, you know, or enjoying a drink and absolutely not appropriate now because 
everything's shut, you know, pubs are shut, restaurants are shut. So, you know, we obviously, again, that goes down to reviewing everything you've got running, took that down, revamped the copy, made it, you know, giving comfort, you know, not being opportunistic. And then, you know, we're still managing to get results. And that campaign, I think, is, is it's mainly lead gen. We do have some conversion elements to it. But then going back to, you know, it's a great opportunity to continue to build your potential customer list and, you know, People are still interacting with those ads. People are not going to stop having hearing problems just because of what's going on in the world. And this solution is an amazing solution for those people. So absolutely, we want to keep on providing that. We still want to keep running ads. We just have to do it. We have just have to tweak things to make it appropriate. Right. So changing in messaging, you know, now that mm. you're home, you know, now is the perfect time to... X kind yes. of messaging. Like you're not yes. making mention of it per se, mm. but I think that's the right way to like it's now it's relevant. You're topical and your product ties into that. And mm. for that, it's a logical tie-in. So thinking about that, you as a business or you as an agency owner, consultant, freelancer, and you're doing this for other businesses, it's really important that you do that right now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're gonna see your ads aren't going to resonate and you're going to end up, I think, hurting the brands that you either represent or that you have as a business. So you've got to be really careful there. We've now changed over. We're starting to change over all our tier 11 ads, you know, Mm. but we really wanted to see this. So we knew, and we've seen a precipitous decline in performance in the last seven days as we record this, which wasn't to say, oh, we're just going to keep running ads and be tone deaf. We wanted to actually see, is this something that is going on? It is absolutely going on. Our conversions were down 40% Mm. in the last seven days. So as a result of that, now we can get on the show and really sort of talk about that and talk about some of the changes that we've made. So the customers that we're seeing with this messaging change, which is important, Mm -hmm. as well as even your offer change. Maybe not many people are going to be buying. Like people are, like the unemployment numbers are crazy, like we talked Mm. about here. So be mindful of that and also adjust your messaging or even adjust your strategy from purchase over to lead generation. Because those leads eventually, if you treat them right now, they're going to pay off later on. And the goodwill that you create, you know, it's the right thing to do at the right moment. Yeah. And on that, you know, we have another another customer who sells it's it's a book. So, you know, it's an act, you know, a physical book that gets shipped out, but they also have a digital version. Now, you know, in the past, they've never managed to get the digital version to convert as well as the physical book. People like the physical book. But now, absolutely, we said to them, we need to try this. We need to try the digital version again. And they're like, no, you know, it's never worked for us. I'm like, this is a new world order. This is a, a new thing that we're in. Now, people, like we talked about before, some people don't want to get their package delivered. They're worried about how long it's going to take. There absolutely is a big opportunity there for them to give the digital version of this book. And it's a highly relevant book as well for the current time that we're in. So yeah, just encouraging customers and yourself if you have those blockages around, oh, it's never worked for me in the past. I think it's kind of like a lot of bets are off right now yeah. and, and just being bold and trying new things. Absolutely. It's a whole new world and credit to them because they had tried it in the past and it really didn't work for Mm. them from a monetization perspective and they're open-minded enough to be able to adapt. And I think you as a business owner, agency owner, need to start thinking along those lines. So there's there's some products we're selling in the consumer space which you would never actually think would work now, but are. Tell us about that. Yeah, so, you know, we, we do have a customer and it's selling vacation packages and 
the travel industry is pretty much ground to a halt. Uh, however, for this particular customer, you can book now and decide on a date. You have like up to 12 months to decide on a, on a date. And it's a really, really great offer. And so same thing, we've, we've tweaked the ad copy. We're already making mention of that. I think, you know, kind of in the small print that you had up to 12 months to, you know, decide on a date. And, and then I think up to 18 months to take the holiday. And we're just making more mention of that. And they're still performing really well. Like even we're surprised, you know, the customer wanted to keep on spending. They're like, look, I'd really like to keep on spending if I can. I think it was probably more us going, oh, we're really not sure if this is going to work. But they're like, let's give it a try. We changed up the ad copy and and it's still working. So you know, don't, don't assume that you know what's going to happen with the whatever vertical you're in. Yeah. Give it a try. Give things a try. Yeah, just because it didn't work two weeks ago, which is feels like two years ago right now. We're <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> joking about that. Or two months ago or two years ago. All bets are off right now. And think yep. about the market environment and who that person is who's your customer or would-be customer and, and where is their head at right now. Mm. Chances are it's probably not on buying your product unless you know you have a cure for this whole thing, which would be great. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that you have to be relevant. You have to be compassionate. And those aren't typical words that we use in direct response marketing, Mm -mm. you know, but I think now is the time to really rethink everything that you're doing so that you can continue to sustain and grow, not just sustain it, but really grow it through these challenging times right now. So, uh, Ange, this has been a tremendous amount of info and tremendously helpful hopefully for our listeners here as we, you know, face this whole thing together. So this has been great that you've been able to come on and uh, we didn't even talk back about, you know, your roller skating career. So we could talk about that in a future (laughs) one. You know, I have lots to tell, you know, (laughs) lots of tips to share with the budding roller derby people out there. (laughs) (laughs) Roller derby. I do know this is that one night we're in uh, Austin late at night. I think it was after like a certification or something like that. (laughs) It was one of those punching bags, like who hit the hardest. Yes. That's Angela right. out hit everybody. <laughs> so Ange does we don't we don't mess with Ange. <laughs> Even virtually. I'm, I'm, I'm gentle, honest, <laughs> gentle soul. That's right, gentle soul. So anyway, this has been great. So just as a reminder, this week's episode has been sponsored by our buddies over at Libsyn at Libsyn.com. If you don't know how to spell it, it's L-I-B-S-Y-N. Don't mind the spelling, even if you misspell it, chances are they'll come right to the top of your search in Google. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, and now's a perfect time Mm -hmm. to do that. And there I am going with the relevant ad copy for our friends at Libsyn. Now's the perfect time to start a podcast. If you've got a podcast in you or a book in you, now's a great time to do either or both. I'm writing a book right now. And oh, by the way, Mm-hmm. We're going to be starting a podcast called, oh, yes. uh, yeah, it's all about virtual business. And uh, we'll be talking about that in future episodes and where you can actually find that. And we will be using Libsyn as our host without question. So if it's good enough for us, it should be good enough for you. Once again, starts for just $5 a month. Check them out over at Libsyn.com. So for all the references, all the uh, links that we talked about here, as well as a lot of the stuff that we had discussed that is more scientific and COVID-19 related, not Facebook ads related, 
head on over to the show notes for this week's episode. This has been episode 247. Check that out over at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast episode 247. Ange Slingshot. <laughs> Angela, the Slingshot Polka Dot. Thanks for coming on. You're now going to be the Polka Dot Podcaster, I think, from here on out. But uh, great to have you on for what's working now inside Tier 11. Stay safe. And until next week. See ya. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.